Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Of All Trades with Nolan Robinson. Uh, right now, I am in a different location. I'm in my sister's bedroom as opposed to my living room, but it looks the same. Uh, thank you for joining us. I have a great guest on the show today who is also another cast member from High School Musical, the musical of the series. I have Matt Cornett. He plays EJ in the show, one of my favorite characters. Uh, if you don't watch the show, you, sh the show, you should. He also plays... Blake and Nickelodeon's Game Shakers, and we're so lucky to have them on today. So Matt, would you please come in? I'm just going to be a voice. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> there kidding. You are. What's up? Hey, how are you? It's, thank you for coming on the show today. How are you feeling? Yeah, of course. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. This will be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, we were just talking a bit before just about what I've been doing during quarantine. What have you been up to? Um, well, I have basically um, watched all of Disney Plus, all of Netflix, um, all of YouTube. Um, my eyes are almost burned out of my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, uh, the first like week of it, uh, I like binge watched all of the Pixar films. And so I, I love Pixar. All of them from like I shouldn't say all of them. I I've okay. I've seen most of them now. Okay. I still I still haven't watched Brave. I still haven't watched. Um, Wait, you've never seen Brave? I've never seen Brave. That that came out almost a decade ago. I know. I know. Yeah, and you have the I started time. watching. I know. I started watching it the other day, and uh, ended up having to help my brother with something. Um, he was working on his truck uh, outside doing something. He's like, "Hey, can you help me?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." Uh, so I haven't gotten back to that yet, but I will. I will. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of the ones you've seen, which one is your favorite? There's a oh right answer to this, by the way. Oh, well, okay. So I feel like the right answer, I don't know. My personal favorite is Cars. Yes. Really? I, wow. I love Cars. I've never and, heard that you're the first person to say. Well, cars. it's also because I'm like a diehard Cars fan, not like Cars the movie, but like Cars in general. Like I love Cars. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, you were just helping your brother fix his. It very, you're you're not wrong. So, <laughs> uh, but is uh, is the fan favorite usually Toy Story? Yeah, it's usually Toy Story. Mine is okay. I say that there's a right answer, but I always switch between two. Um, <laughs> Finding Nemo or Oh my Wong. gosh, of course. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. see, okay. So when I watched Wally, uh, like when I was a kid, how long ago did Wally come out? I don't even remember. That was it's been a while. So like twelve yeah. years ago. Yeah. So I was what ten when it came out. Um, yeah. When I when it came out, I watched it when I was a kid. I remember, and it terrified me because I was terrified of like the world getting to that point. Yeah. And yeah. so and like honestly, it still kind of freaks me out. Like watching it and being like, our world could be that one day if like we don't take care of it you know you see you were a very intellectual 10 year old i was scared of it only because nobody talked until like the last part <laughs> of the movie and i had only seen cartoons where people were talking and i'm like how am i supposed to connect to these robots they're not speaking english so that's why i was afraid of the movie but i, I think your reason is that's hilarious <laughs> Um, yeah, but you said you, you um, watched the entirety of Disney+. Plus. I'm assuming you've seen your show, yeah? Um, yes. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> watched, uh, I've actually watched the show uh, almost every episode twice now because I watched it all like on my own when they came out. And then my family wanted to like watch it with me. 
And so we all watched it together. Um, so I've seen, I've seen, I think the last two are the only two I didn't watch with them. Um, and that was, oh, the last you know, was the oh, best one. I know, I know. And the only reason I didn't watch that wasn't recently that I watched it with them. It was before, you know, quarantine and, and all that. So, um, I think I just like went back to California or something, um, and, and didn't end up finishing it with them. But, uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen all the episodes. I definitely think, uh, nine and 10 are the best by yeah. far. Um, personally homecoming might be my personal favorite episode mm -hmm. just because um there's so many things that happened in that episode that while we were filming it i mean josh and i both joshua bassett who plays ricky in the show um yeah. him and i both we were on set filming uh the moment where uh seb played by joe serafini walks into the uh the the, the banquet or the yeah right, yeah the gym yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so uh when he walks in and carlos thinks you know he got stood up whatever uh we were all standing there watching it and josh and i both when that scene when they c called cut there was something about that take and that just scene specifically that like you could feel it to your core and it just mm. it, him and I both when they called cut we looked at each other and we were both sobbing we both were like if that is not the take they use and it is the take they ended up using um but yeah I don't know I just that episode in general there's so much great stuff for Seb and Carlos in general which like Seblos for life and, yeah uh, I love and, them and it was also the, the episode where Born to be Brave was heard for the yeah, first time. Yeah, oh my time. gosh, which is and one that of the song most amazing is so songs. Beautiful. Yeah, I yeah. was listening so guilty pleasure. I listen to the soundtrack a lot because <laughs> you know, I'm a music theater person and I love yeah. that that show so much. Um and I listened to the acoustic uh, acoustic version of the song which features all of you, correct? Uh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and it was beautiful, you know, just you know, it's being proud of who you are and who you were born mm -hmm. as, which is, you know, born to be brave. Right, so right, if right. you haven't seen that episode, audience, you really have to. You I encourage the it. entire season. If you don't have time for that, watch that episode in particular. Um, you got yeah, time so, for it. You're quarantined. Go watch the show. Yeah, exactly. It's audience, you're not going anywhere. So after this, <laughs> go watch the show. Um, and then so Larry was on the show the other day and we yeah. talked about his path to getting on the show. Do you want to talk a bit about yours? Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, way back in the day, uh, way back started, in the day, way back in the day, uh, I started acting, uh, in, in theater in school actually. And, uh, that was back in middle school and basically decided that I wanted to do, to do acting as like, my job if it were possible mm -hmm. and so you know my mom and I moved out to California uh, you know tried to give it a go we said you know we'll give it two years if if nothing substantial happens we'll rethink it and you know rework it or whatever uh met my manager and agent and came out there and I was lucky enough uh you know to work on a few different shows and uh you know it was still one of my favorite shows that I've worked on is Bell and the Bulldogs which was a Nickelodeon show way <laughs> yeah, back yeah. um yeah where there was the football team had the girl quarterback which was amazing um, and, uh, yeah, so that kind of started it all for me. And then, you know, I've been lucky enough to kind of do jobs here and there and now work my way up to getting to audition for this show, which first of all, had such a huge fan base just because of the title alone. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, um, you know, at first it was kind of one of those things where it was a little, I was a little skeptical because it was like, you know, I want to make sure that it's done right because I personally was a fan of the movies. So, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do the name wrong. Um, but the second that I read the script, I knew that the show was going to be good. Um, and, you know, I was lucky enough to get to go through an audition and, and end up booking the role and uh, reading with some of the other characters during chemistry reads and stuff like that. And just meeting everybody and reading with everybody and through table reads and everything, you can just feel the chemistry everyone has, the love and passion everyone has, not only for the movies, the show, our show in general, acting in general, and just each other. Um, it, it truly is a special, special, special bond that everyone has. Um, and it's one of the, the, one of my favorite sets I've, I've gotten the pleasure to work on. Wow. I was telling Larry that um, the show, so I'm a very emotional person. Uh, and there was, I can't remember which episode it was. Um, it was like towards the um, later half of the season, but your character realizes that he may not be the kindest person in the world mm -hmm. so he starts a vlog in order to show people you know the, the goodness that he's doing and yes. i'm like oh my what is ej doing um but when he received those comments at the the end of the episode where it's like uh no this guy sucks it's you know yeah. it's just let's you know um cancel him um that really you know it broke my heart i'm like you know, mm -hmm. I, I want EJ to succeed. I love this character. Um, so how was it playing that role? Because he, I think he is the Sharpay of this series. And Sharpay is, of course, the antagonist, but she's also a friend to people everyone love her. in the show. And, yeah, and, people yeah, love exactly. her. Exactly. Yeah, so, and I think that's the same with your character. So talk about that for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think in general... I mean, all the characters and character development and just everything from Tim and the writing staff, Tim Federley, who created the show and the writing staff is just incredible. Um, the, the things they've done with every character. Um, but EJ in particular is such a fun guy to play. He has so many layers <laughs> because he truly is a good dude. Like he really is. He's got great, like a great heart. He cares with every bit of his being um but the thing about ej that you know makes him come off as this quote-unquote bad guy or a mean dude or um self-absorbed which you know he might be a little self you know self-absorbed but yeah. <laughs> uh but the great thing is is like he truly does care um but in that he gets himself in trouble because he doesn't want to make a fool out of himself as well as he's going to stand up for other people and in that he's gonna come across as this big mean dude because if something's going on with nini he's going to stand up for her and be like hey yo like chill <laughs> and maybe go over the top with it and then people are like bro like you're good um but yeah i mean ej is a good dude and he just wants he wants people to like him. He really does. He, he has, you know, the self, um, self love for himself. Yes. But he also has plenty of insecurities. And I think that's another big reason that he is the way he is because he does have so many insecurities that he wants to come across as this perfect boy who is perfect and has everything lined up for his life. And, 
you know, comes from, you know, a wealthy family and has, you know, great social life and great school life and great everything. And, you know, he's the water polo dude. He just wants to come across as perfect because he knows he's not perfect. And I think that's a great lesson for everybody is something that EJ starts to learn throughout the show is you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, um, you know, this, this perfect whole being like, be you, be unique, be yourself. That is what makes you unique is being yourself. And, you know, having little imperfections or little flaws or whatever, um, you know, that makes you you and that makes you unique. And I think that's something that, that everybody, you know, can take away. Me personally, I know myself. That was beautiful. Uh, there were, <laughs> w- without um, spoiling it, because I don't know how many of the audience members have seen up to the, right. the finale. Um, but there's one thing your character does for another character at the very end, mm-hmm. um, which just completely blew my mind. I'm like, EJ did that? That doesn't sound like <laughs> a thing to do. Um, yeah. And then you talk about, you know, standing up for people, especially right. your friends. Um, and that moment just filled me with so much joy. I'm like, yes, um, you know, people aren't always what we think they are especially right. if we don't know them. It's like, you know, people see EJ and, you know, it's like you said, wealthy family and he's the water polo guy. Um, but there's so much more to him than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. And can you talk a bit about what parts of you are in the character? Um, one thing Larry and I chatted about was how much of the characters are made from your own personalities yeah. and what you give to the role. Yeah. So what did you give to the role of EJ? Yeah, and I think uh, for me personally, a, a huge thing that I can relate, uh, you know, to EJ and something I feel like I, I tried to put into it is um, the fact that I, I'm a very, like you said about yourself, I'm a very emotional person as well. And I'm also a very, um, you know, loving person. And I just like, I want everyone to be happy and just love themselves and love the environment they're in. And I care with every ounce of my being. And I think that's something that I tried to put, uh, you know, into EJ and give EJ. Um, and like I said, it, you know, it, it's, a, it's a balancing act with EJ because there's the, you know, he's got to be the, you know, quote unquote antagonist at times, um, but also not be so much of a jerk that people hate him. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah. I think that was the the good thing is, uh, that I could throw in there is that that little bit of you see that he truly cares and you see that he, you know, he does something wrong and then he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. And it's like, it's almost like he, he does something before he thinks about it because it just comes out of him and he, he acts before he, he thinks or, or he speaks before he thinks or, um, yeah, I mean, he just, things come out of him at times that, he knows is wrong but it just comes out and then after the fact he's like oh I shouldn't have said that I really shouldn't have said that and then he tries to apologize and it makes it worse and you know yeah I'm actually quite glad that you have been able to analyze your character so much and yeah you're an actor and it's our jobs to do that um but to be able to see parts of yourself in him uh, Mm -hmm. to inform the the arc of the character is amazing um can you talk a bit about the the legacy that you guys have on High School Musical now. I was uh, talking to Larry about, you know, the the legacy of the original trilogy and you guys adding to that. But, you know, the fan base is 
immense and so many people have watched mm -hmm. the show has that how what has that done to you in your own life yeah. yeah i mean personally i you know i want to push this show along with everybody else you know so far because i feel like our show has such a great message to people um and i i think there's there's so much representation on our show as well between um you know, just the, the, the different, I mean, all around represent representation. I mean, we have, um, LGBTQ, um, plus community and, and, you know, just so many different, uh, varieties of people and, and the, the groupings and the friendships and the, you know, the love triangles and, you know, relationships in the show. Um, it's great. And, and the greatest thing I think about our show is, uh, there is something for everybody and everybody there's going to be a character that everybody in the world can relate to. Um, and yeah, I mean, just all around our show, I feel like has a great message that I want the world to hear and that, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what you um, are doing or what you are, you have a place and you have home in your peers and your friends and um, you are safe and, you know, in our show specifically, you know, the theater community is something that is a safe space and something that I know a lot of people, um, you know, bag on theater kids and, you know, bag on theater nerds. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's frustrating at times because theater people are the most loving people and caring people and they are just family. Mm -hmm. They truly are family. Everybody belongs. There's no judging. There's no anything you are just a family and you are a whole group of one and i think that's you know a good message just kind of all around in every aspect of life yeah totally can you talk a bit about the family that you've gained while being on the show because you're yeah. with each other for six months so of course um something is formed yeah of course i i, I truly consider all like the entire cast family to me now they're they're much more than just friends um and, you know, I, every time I talk to Kate Reinders, who plays Miss Jen, I literally every single time I call her Mama Kate, she's like a second mother to me. Um, but just everybody is just family. And the greatest thing, I think one of the, the funniest things, uh, before we started filming season one, they put us all in a giant conference room around this big table for like two weeks. And they would bring us into work every single day and call us in and we would just sit around a conference table and just hang out. And the reason we were there is we were doing, you know, hair and makeup tests, camera tests, like mm -hmm. wardrobe stuff. Like we had to be there for that reason. But most of the time we were just sitting around a conference table playing games, singing songs, watching stuff, chilling, just hanging out. And it was great because we got that chemistry and that friendship and that familyhood. Um, familyhood, is that a word? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. We'll pretend it's a word right now. <laughs> we'll pretend it's a word. Um, but we, uh, you know, it, it created that bond that I think comes across on screen. It looks like these kids have known each other for years and years and years. Whereas in, you know, reality, before we started filming, we only knew each other for a few months. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think And you that can't tell. No one can tell that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it was, it's great. And it was just an instant bond and you know these people will be in my life for the rest of my life um i truly love every single one of them and and couldn't feel more blessed to have this opportunity and have them don't make me cry matt <laughs> <laughs>
Um, how, so I know you guys halted production. Have you been able to stay in touch with them while you're all in isolation? Yeah. So we, um, not only just like text here and there, we're all in a group chat. So we all like text each other, you know, here and there in the group chat, but, um, we also do like weekly zoom meetings just to, uh, kind of stay in touch and check in and, uh, just see where everything's at and where everybody's at, everyone's feeling. Um, and then just to talk and like, see what we're doing during quarantine and see what we're doing just to like get through the days. Um, and also just counting down to when we go back to film because we're also ready to, to get back to work and, and get back to making the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just kind of keep in touch through that and, and also just through texts and calls occasionally just to check in. Yeah, I'm sure that checking in keeps you encouraged throughout oh, yeah. this. What are, yeah, what are some ways that other ways that you've tried to stay hopeful and stay encouraged during this since it's a challenge that none of us have mm-hmm. experienced before? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is um, just knowing that things will get better. We'll, we will get through this and not to sound cliche, but we're all in this together. You know, everybody's experiencing the that exact so same familiar. thing. Is that a song it sounds so weirdly familiar, right? <laughs> um, I mean, like, like you said, nobody on this planet has experienced what we're experiencing right now. So um, we all have that together. And we are all working together to get through this. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of of staying hopeful, um, knowing that things will get back to normal. And, you know, even myself get caught up in, well, are things, I mean, are things ever going to be back to normal? Like, how, how long is this going to take out? Whatever. But it's just a matter of not trying not to get caught up in it. Um, and also, I think for me personally, just keeping my mind occupied. Mm-hmm. by watching stuff or or just doing stuff whether it's taking my dog on a walk or going and riding the bike around the neighborhood you know obviously don't want to like get out and around people too much just to yeah. keep your social distancing but uh yeah i think a big thing is keeping my mind occupied because i know if i just sit on the couch and sit there and think my mind starts racing and yeah. starts creating scenarios um and so a, a huge part of it is just staying occupied yeah, I know that for many artists, um, you know, we all have the desire to create and yeah. it's kind of hard to do what we normally do when we can't go outside to do it. So have you, during this time, have you, you know, felt like you couldn't create? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a huge part of my life, not only just like for creating, but just my life in general is uh, being social and being with friends and, mm-hmm. you know, just being out with people. Um, Cause that alone gets me creative and gets my, you know, juices flowing just because ev- everybody that I know basically where I live is in, you know, an entertainer or a singer or an actor or whatever. So everyone's creative people. And uh, so just when I'm around those people, it, it kind of inspires me. I mean, good lord olivia rodrigo who plays nini on our weekly zoom meetings it's like i've written three more songs this week (laughs) i've written six more songs this week and it's like it just motivates you to want to do more um so yeah it's definitely tough it's definitely tough not getting out and and being able to go out and be around the usual people you're used to being with um and especially there are definitely certain people um you know that that inspire you more than others um you know like some of my best friends and 
and my girlfriend and everyone like it just there's certain people that when you're around them it just makes you feel good and makes you feel better and makes you want to do stuff like I said um, I mean Josh is another one uh, everyone on my cast is so insanely talented like that anytime I talk to any of them it's like what are you doing oh well I did this this week it's like oh I should probably do something too <laughs> <laughs> I mean but even with that I'm sure it's you know the other way around as well so you're just as talented as you know everyone in the cast and you know you can do things that they can't and vice versa so I'm sure that right, you right, inspire right. them just as much as they inspire you um <laughs> and you so you said you moved to Los Angeles to start your career um you moved from Arkansas yeah yeah from Arkansas okay so I was um so I'm in a class called designing your life where we uh, treat our life as if it's a design project in order to tr truly you know, craft the life that we want. And we were reading a book yesterday and one of the chapters was about failure and learning to become friends with failure. And super quick segue into this question. Um, there is, I think he's a professor or a scientist or something, but whenever he teaches people how to juggle, he doesn't teach them how to juggle. He says, throw the balls up and let them fall just let them hit the ground. Do that several times until it becomes like, you know, a habit. You just throw the balls up and let them fall. And he said he does that because by letting the balls drop multiple times allows someone to see that failure is a natural part of the process. That letting the balls fall shouldn't be anything out of the ordinary, but it's just a natural step into, you know, receiving the goal in the end, which is to be able to juggle. As an actor, there are lots of failures and rejections that we face in life. So you moved, you know, with your mom to Los Angeles, uh, it's like a decade ago. Did you, along that path, um, you, you can talk about your failures um, and you can also, did you ever, let, did they ever phase you? Have you ever reached a point where you, you know, got a rejection and you said, no, this is one too many, I just want to give up? Yeah, yeah, I um for sure. I mean, the acting business is is very tough at times because you are going to get a thousand no's before you get that one yes. But you know, like a lot of things that one yes is enough to just keep you pushing forward and keep you pushing forward. But there's yeah. definitely been times where um you know, there were there were certain roles that I wanted more than others and mm -hmm. it was the one you get so close to or the one yeah. that you're just so dedicated to um that you then you know hear that you're not moving forward or you didn't book it or whatever um and it, it kind of gives you a little punch in the gut sometimes and there's definitely been times where I've been like you know what I'm I'm done I'm done like um but it's I, I it's a matter of just I mean persevering and something if, if it's something you love doing enough um you can do it you truly can and the greatest thing and something i've used before um when somebody tells you no you can't do something or hey this role is not for you or um you know you have a teacher tell you, you can't do something or a friend tell you, you can't do something use that as motivation to be like no you know what i can i'll, I'll i will do it and i'll show you that i can do it and it's a like great reason. Um, I mean, there's been, you know, multiple times that uh, when I first started acting, um, you know, that I, I hadn't had a lot of experience and there were casting directors that I auditioned for and they were like, you know what, he's just a little bit green, you know, it's, you know, he's just starting and 
you know, it's frustrating at the time because it's like, well, no, I know I can do this. I know I can do this, mm-hmm. but it's just using that and like, okay, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to get more experience. I'm going to do better. And I want to go back and show them I am ready for this. And, you know, plenty of times there's been times where I've, I've gone back and gone in front of the same casting director and then booked a role through them. And so it's, you know, it's just a great, I think it's a great learning, uh, learning thing to just use those no's and those, um, you know, rejections as fuel to the fire to just want to motivate you and push you forward even harder. Totally. Did you think that the role of EJ was another one of those roles where you'd, you know, get to a certain point and then, you know, they'd call you back and say, I'm sorry, um, but you're no longer in consideration for this. Did you ever think that it would, you know, lead to you being cast in the show? Yeah, funny enough, I actually originally auditioned for Ricky. And uh, really? Wow. Yeah. So I auditioned (laughs) for Ricky and, uh, I think I, I, I know I for sure went and did a callback for it. Um, and then I got the call from my agent saying that I wasn't moving forward. And I was so bummed, like mm. so bummed. Um, and I think it, it, it was literally probably three months later that I finally got the call that they wanted me to audition for EJ. And by that point, I had, you know, almost forgotten about, you know, the whole Ricky thing. And um, I went back in and... I was like, you know what? This is a musical show. I basically learned to sing through this show. Um, <laughs> like I, I had not done a lot of music before this show. I played guitar for, you know, a few years, but I started basically singing on this show. Um, you know, I sang in the shower, sang in the car, but, um, <laughs> but I basically started singing on this show. So that was another kind of insecurity of mine that, um, you know, like I said, everybody in the cast is so insanely talented um, that, you know, even the audition process, they were like, we want somebody with a really good voice. And um, so it was definitely hard because it was like, well, I don't have as much experience as the other people. I don't have as much experience as everybody else I see auditioning. Um, so yeah, there, there were definitely times where I was like, I'm probably not going to get this. I'm probably not going to get this. But it's a matter of, you know, trying to just rather than looking at it in a negative mindset of being like, nope, I'm not going to get this. Try to find the positive in it. And that's something that I try to do in my daily life is just, um, it's very easy to sit and complain about stuff. It's very easy. Mm -hmm. But um, I think whenever you try to look for the positive in things, it will help not only your mental health, but just also also your daily like life. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know what? I don't have quite as much experience as them, but I'll book this and it will get me that experience. It will get me on the show. It will get me, you know, the experience to work with these people who can teach me things that they know. And that's something throughout the show that, I mean, dancing is another thing that I started doing because of the show and good Lord, Sophia Wiley is one of the most insane dancers I've ever met in my life. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I get to do dance lessons with everybody and her being one of them. And we have great choreographers. Um, but you know, just learning from her, uh, on the dancing aspect of things and then, you know, learning music stuff from, from Josh and Olivia and everyone else who's all so amazing. Um, it's just been a great experience to have them teach me. And then, you know, certain other aspects that, um, you know, I, I might have a little bit more experience in that I can show them. That's awesome. And a lot of what you said, um, you, you reminded me of something that not only performers fall into, but 
pretty much anyone if there are lots of talented people in whatever field you go mm. into and that is you know falling into the comparison trap or mm. the um, do you know what the um, imposter syndrome is i don't know it's um it's feeling like you don't belong around the other people that you're around it's like when i got into college um i felt like an imposter I did the same work that everyone else did to get in. I got in just like mm -hmm. them, but for some reason I felt like I didn't belong there. And a lot of that had to do with me comparing myself to mm -hmm. everyone around me. So what are some, and well, one, have you ever done that in your um, career? And two, if yes, what are some ways you get away from that comparison? Because you spoke a lot about it when you um, were in the audition process for the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the audition process for the show, I felt that. I felt like even though I was auditioning just like everybody else, I felt like I did not have the right to be there because I wasn't as experienced in music, as experienced in dancing. Um, you know, so I just, I, I mean, there were guys there auditioning for EJ that were professional singers. And in, you know, the audition notes, it said they want somebody who's a very good singer. And so that, you know, when people walk in and you can hear them through the walls singing in the next room, it's like, oh, goodness. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's tough, but I think a great, great thing is having your peers around you to kind of lift you up and, and surround yourself with positive people that make you feel better. Um, and, you know, the cast of the show, they're all such amazing people, not only just like talented people, but like they're just good hearted people in general that anytime anyone's feeling any kind of, you know, negativity or they're feeling like that. I mean, I personally have gone to a few of the different cast members and like, you know, talk to them and being like, you know what, I don't feel so great about this. I don't feel so great about that. Um, they're all really, really great about just like kind of trying to lift you up and be like, no, dude, like you're doing great. Like, this is amazing. You're amazing. You're, and I think a huge part is just surrounding yourself with positive people that find ways to lift you up. Was it hard to ask for help? Because I know it's not an easy thing to do for lots yeah. of people, including myself. Yeah. And it took, it took a while for me to like, I want to say almost feel comfortable enough to go to them and ask for help. Um, but I think it's just a matter of, uh, knowing that they love you and knowing that they care, um, and just getting past that point of being afraid and being like, you know what, these people are my family. I'm just going to ask for help. Um, I mean, I, I know that they're going to help, you know, like I, I know they want to, and, and, you know, most of your people around you that are your true friends and are your best friends. They want the best for you. They want, I mean, they have your best interest in mind. So, you know, they're going to do what they can to help you. And so I think it's just a matter of being like kind of biting the bullet and just getting through there and finally just asking. It's definitely tough because I, I, it was tough for me at first. Yeah. And this is um, random, but I have to say, I love listening to um, a billion sorries. It's <laughs> such a crazy song and I love it so much and I'm like if I ever need to apologize to someone I'm just gonna sing them this no better <laughs> yet I'll just I'll just play your version so just that way I just 
You said, I just have that to was, sit there and let you That sing. was such a fun song to do. It really was. <laughs> and I think, I think what made it so fun is just like that there wasn't really any, I mean, obviously there was care put into it and like, I, like I cared about it, but mm-hmm. it could be a little bit more silly and goofy because yeah. it was EJ writing a yeah, song. Yeah, you had fun with it. To yeah. apologize. Yeah, so and the I lyrics were just so funny because I'm like, yeah, these aren't the best rhymes, but that's yeah. the point. And you just had so much fun with it. Yeah, when exactly. I had, When I had watched it for the first time, I still remember um, needing to rewind it several times because I'm <laughs> like, this is crazy. I love the show. I think that was the first moment where I'm like, yeah, this show is a, this show is a keeper. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's going to have its own legacy. And yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to showing that EJ truly cares because he put all of his heart into trying to write that song. Yeah, it may not be the best, but <laughs> he put all of his heart into it. Um, and I'm pretty, I mean, I love the song. I might be biased. I think it's a great song. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, he put enough care and love into it to just have fun with it. And it's a, it's a great, it was a great, great, great song to, to perform for the show. Yeah, I mean, it's a banger. I'm sure if somebody made a club mix to it, it would be <laughs> oh my insane. Gosh. I would, I would love, uh, please, somebody for watching this, make a club mix to it. Yes, please I've do it. I've had multiple people ask, ask me to do like an acoustic version of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to like try to learn it on guitar and just yeah. do an acoustic version of it. I think that would be amazing. That would be beautiful. And <laughs> um, about a week ago, I watched um, a video of you and some other cast members recording a music video to Bang Bang. Uh, how did that happen? <laughs> Whose idea was it? I know Josh directed it, um, but all right, so just just walk us through. So um, I don't know if there's multiple out there. I know we filmed multiple songs. We have mm-hmm. multiple music videos that we did. I'm not <laughs> sure if they're all out there yet, but I know there's multiple and uh, stay tuned for season two we'll have more but uh <laughs> I don't I don't remember whose idea what it was I know Josh like was very adamant about doing it um it may have been Frankie or Lair. I, I don't remember I'm gonna give everyone credit I know Josh <laughs> was very very adamant about it um and he directed it and filmed yeah. it which like it was like he was it was fantastically hilarious mm-hmm. um it was so much fun. And it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. There's so many times with the first one we did. Um, and I don't even remember what the song was. I know we did more than just bang, bang though. But uh, they're always just like spur of the moment things. We're like in the hair and makeup trailer every day. Um, we just jammed to music while we're getting ready. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we'll get done and we'll be like, oh my gosh that's a fantastic song. Let's go record a music video to yeah. it. And so we'll do it around like base camp or around the school or around set or whatever. And uh, yeah, a lot of times they're just spur of the moment, but so much fun and just hilarious. Yeah, it um, goes back to that chemistry that you were talking about earlier, you know, with you sitting around the table. I'm like, these these actors really love each other on the screen yeah. and off the screen. Uh, and it just gave me so much joy watching it because I'm like, this is what this is what theater kids do. This is amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, and like, I, I have been lucky enough to work on a lot of really, really fun shows and really, really fun sets. But I think, I think this is one of the most fun shows and just like the chill sets to work on because we have fun in between every take. 
we have fun in between every day in between every scene in between like lunch like we're just always goofing off and having fun and i think that's that's kind of the joy obviously filming and doing our job is like super fun but i think it's that stuff that makes this even more fun is just yeah. being able to be with like some of your best friends and goof off and have fun and enjoy your time and you know then that helps in the show bring the chemistry together even more and bring relationships together even more in the show so um yeah but that stuff's so much fun to do <laughs> yeah and you know i want to do a quick little game um before okay. i let you go so um these will probably be hard to answer, but I just want to see. So we have okay. the original High School Musical trilogy, one, two, and three. Yes. I'm going to ask you which song is your favorite in all three movies. So High School Musical one, number okay. one song, best of the best. Get your head in the game. Okay. No bias, I love, of course. I, I, love, I love basketball, so like I remember yeah. when, that, when that movie came out and like it was just a basketball song. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Did you teach your, try to teach yourself the routine? Um, I didn't because uh, I wasn't quite a dancer at that point. Um, I, I hadn't even thought about dancing at that point. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think that was, when did that come out? 2008? 2006? 2005. 2006. Really? 2006. Yeah. 2006, right? Okay. Because yeah. there was one I mean, still, six, seven, was, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was still only eight. So yeah, that was long before I started acting. Um, it was a, like a few years before I started acting. So, uh, yeah, it was before my, my performance days. <laughs> All right. Dope. So High School Musical 2, favorite song? Favorite song from High School Musical 2. Um, I, I know everybody would say this, but probably Fabulous. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a great song. That's a yeah. great song. And it's just <laughs> like they're at a pool. It's yeah, like the cinematography about that was the cinematography is great. Yeah, she's Fantastic. like in a glass with blue juice and ice. I'm like, like how do I just want to be there and be laying on a beach chair in front of a pool at some kind of resort in the middle of summer with a blue drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and High School Musical three. Scream by far. I by forgot far. about that song. Oh my god. Yeah, I just yeah. like it because it's so intense. Because yeah, like he's like running down the, stair the, the staircase the bed with on the it. lightning. Yeah, yes. that's the bed on it of of the third yep. one. Yep. Uh, and then where he's in the wall, uh, the the hallway, and then the wall. And it's turning. Yep. Yeah, it's turning. Yep. That blew my mind as an eight year old. All right, now it still of... blows my mind, and I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> so get your head in the game or fabulous. Which one? Between those two. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm probably gonna have to pick Get Your Head in the Game. I, I, I like, I still jam to that song. All right, all right. And the inevitable question Get Your Head in the Game or Scream? I think I'm gonna have to pick Get Your Head in the Game because Scream is great. But like, Get Your Head in the Game, even though it's like a basketball y song, like, yeah. I could, like, I, I could still jam to that song in the car and it'll put me yeah. in a great mood. So, Get Your Head in the Game. Yeah. Um, and like scream is more angsty and get your head in the game is more like, yes, I guess it is still angsty, but it's more upbeat angsty. Ooh, although, you know what you said bet on it. Now I'm starting to think like, I'm not gonna stop. 
not gonna stop till I get my shot. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen the the video where uh it's the the scene from the movie, but Let It Go from Frozen is put? Yes. In the oh my gosh! And they it's match insane. up perfect. And they match up perfectly. They match up perfectly. It's crazy. I'm like I know it's insane. I'm like this is too perfect. Uh, I don't know how this ended up happening. <laughs> it did, but I watch it whenever I'm having a bad day because it's just so perfect. It can't Audience, if you haven't. It, no, it can't. It can actually uplift your spirits. It's like it's like a convertible. Level. You can't have a bad day in a convertible. You can't have a bad day watching Bet on It to Frozen. I mean, but in a convert, if it rained. Well, true. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, let's pretend we're in we're in. I don't know. It's uh, it's Hawaii or something, or it's a place where Southern California. Rain. It hardly Southern ever California, rains. California. It hardly. L. A. Yeah. L. A. It hardly rains there. Yeah, well, thanks for indulging me in that little game. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, thanks so much for coming on today, for talking to me, getting to chat a bit, a bit about you and the show, uh, giving some great advice for everyone watching. Um, before we sign off, is there any other piece of advice you want to share or a shout out? One of my last guests did a shout out. Oh, shout outs. Um, yeah. I mean, shoot, I'll just shout out everyone. I'll just shout out. Uh, actually, you know, it's funny. So yeah. all whenever you post this, I'll send it to my grandma and she's going to love this. Ninny, oh. I love you. Thanks for watching. Uh, I, <laughs> um, I hope I you heard that, Nanny. It's amazing. Um, she's been Ninny since I was a baby. So, uh, but a good piece of advice, I will say, um, just kind of, in life in general especially like if you're in the industry like acting singing music dancing whatever um but just in life in general be yourself be unique don't try to like conform to anyone's standards don't mm -hmm. try to like be somebody you're not for somebody else don't try to like mm -hmm. don't try to put on a facade of yourself just be yourself that's what makes you unique and people will love you. People, I mean, people will love you for you. If they don't love you for you, they're not meant to be in your life. Woo. Wow. <laughs> I need all of that on, you know, <laughs> I don't know, a throw pillow or something. Yeah. Well, you, it's a, that's a great note to end on. Matt, thank you so much. It's been Of All Trades with Nolan Robinson and Matt Cornett. Uh, be kind, choose joy, and tell someone how much you love them. I love you, Matt. Bye, everybody.